You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Basketball tournament's so crazy. How can a Furman beat a Virginia? Uh, how can these things happen? And, and we see them happen, and, and, and it's real life. And it's just a continuous lesson for us that we have to get up every morning with energy, create an edge, have goals set, and, and try to have a great day. Hey, everybody, what's cracking? Welcome to the Jim Rohn Podcast. If it sounds like I'm pumped up, it's because... Well, I'm pumped up. I get to spend time chopping it up with one of my all-time favorite people. Episode 261 is with Mac Brown. Mac Brown, simply put, a college football legend, a member of the College Football Hall of Fame, a national champion, one of the finest men and coaches ever. And Mac is not just a Hall of Famer, not just a national champion, not just a two-time Big 12 Coach of the Year and a former ACC Coach of the Year. He is so much more than that, and you're about to find out. This is an absolutely amazing conversation. I found myself hanging on every last word of Max, so make sure you lock this one in. You do not want to miss this. In fact, I don't want to waste any more time. Let's get right to it. It's episode 261. It is is a classic episode, and it's with North Carolina head football coach Mac Brown, and it's coming at you right now. I'll say it again. They pay me not to play favorites. Mac Brown is one of my all-time favorites. What an absolute legend. What an icon. I am so inspired and so moved by that entire conversation. I don't know how you listen to that, and you're not moved and inspired and energized by Mac Brown. So, Mac, another year. You're still in the battle. You're ready to roll. You look great. You sound great. It is good to have you on, my friend. How are you? Jim, I am doing great. Uh, it, it's interesting when we all have a purpose. You, you have energy, and you get excited, and you've got to fix things. And my wife, Sally, always said I love chaos. I don't love chaos, but I do love fixing things. And, and in college football, you're constantly fixing your issues. Because it's an imperfect sport, you've got young people that are are doing it, that that have lives, and and you see this this basketball tournament so crazy. How can a Furman beat a Virginia? Uh, how can these things happen? And and we see them happen, and 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 it's real life, and it's just a continuous lesson for us that we have to get up every morning with energy, create an edge, have goals set, and and try to have a great day. This is so great, Mac. This is exactly why I love talking to you and why I love having you on. I didn't even need a good question to inspire a great response. That is perfect. You actually could do this interview. You could ask and answer the questions both, and then I could just put it up on the internet, and I'd be great. This is so great. Let me ask you this. How would you describe your personal headspace right now? And you did touch on this, but your personal headspace, and then subsequently, how do you feel about this particular group that you're going to take to battle this year? Jim, I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life at 71 and a half years old. Uh, you, you go back, look, I'm trying to sell 71 being the new 51. Only the 71-year-olds are buying in. I'm not getting the 51-year-olds to do it, but 
the the fact that age is just a number is something that I'm I'm realizing. I've lost 20 pounds. I'm I'm in great shape. I'm I'm having fun. I I feel like that uh, more than ever before in coaching, I can actually have an effect on young people's lives, even on our other coaches' lives. And and as a young coach, you're you're fighting everything so much you don't realize that. So uh, I know we want to win all the games, uh, but I also know that the the voice of a coach is a very powerful voice to young people. And you better be really, really careful what you say. And we have a sport, Jim, where we have 120 guys on our team, 85 on scholarship, and only 11 play at a time. So you've got morale issues. You, you've got uh, uh, depression issues. And then we look around the country, and there, there's more uh, drug and alcohol use right now than any time in our history. There's more mental health issues. We're, we're, we're seeing... Um, People commit suicide daily, and and it's a real problem, especially for young people. So uh, the responsibility of the coach right now is more important, in my estimation, than ever before. And then we add transfer portal. We add NIL. We add the pressure of winning. There's so many things. The Social media now, uh, these young guys can can see a three-year-old getting killed in a New Jersey fire and 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 Portland has a shooting, and they, they see something every day that you and I didn't see when we were growing up. So, uh, so the 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 coach's role is important. So I feel that that need. Uh, I, I feel that want to reach out and help these guys every day and pick them up and teach them how to handle this this uh, tough world out there. We we even talk to our players constantly now about you can't control what happens to you. There are a lot of things that happen on all of our lives and you can't control it. What you can control is your response to it. So we, we've got a young guy with stage four cancer. Did he want it? No. Did he ask for it? No. We all need to help him respond to it and learn from it ourselves that every day we're, we're lucky that we don't have cancer. So, uh, so, so there's kind of where we are. So with this team now, we've been good. We won the Coastal last year. We won nine games. Those things haven't happened very often around here. But we didn't win in, in November. We didn't win the conference championship. We didn't get to the playoff. So our message to this team, Jim, that's an older team with one of the best quarterbacks in the country, our message is uh, take advantage of the opportunity to go from good to great. And to do that, you have to make more sacrifices. You, you have to do little things that aren't comfortable. Get yourself out of the comfort zone. You have to allow us to push you. When we just said, we're all more concerned about mental health than ever before. So we have this awesome responsibility to push you, to help you get somewhere that you, you may not know how to go to, but we've got to do it within the proper way to make sure your mental health is good. Um, got a tough schedule. Open up with South Carolina and Charlotte, be two of the best quarterbacks in the country playing. We we bring App State in here the, the second week. We play Minnesota here the third week and go to Pitt the fourth. So uh, we better be ready to go, but we're really, really excited about next year. I mean this sincerely, Mac. I'm not sure, and I say this not because you and I are having this conversation, but I'm not sure that I could have 
find another coach to share as thoughtful and thorough a response as you just shared with me. I could take that 20 different ways. So I'm going to try and pick my spots right here. Going back to the very beginning of the response, Mac, you said, I'm not sure anybody's buying it, but I really believe that 71 and a half or 71 is the new 51. I'm a buyer. I'm eating it up. I badly, badly, badly want to believe that is a 58-year-old Mac. Mac, why is 71 the new 51? Why do you feel that way? Uh, there's so many things in our life that that help us have better lives. Um, where it, um, as, as people talk about how bad our country is, we're at a wonderful time in our country where all these young people have to come up and help us correct some of the issues that we've got. But there's absolutely no reason that you you shouldn't have a chance to be healthy. We know what to eat. We know how to eat it. Uh, we we know what exercise we need. Uh, doctors and um, the the medical field is better than it's ever been. So we can get things fixed easier. We can be healthier. And and I think Jim, all of us have a calling and 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 a purpose. And and right now it's so much fun for me because I feel like I'm needed. I feel like I'm needed to try to help college football. We got a lot of things that that are off track and. Uh, that we they're not in guidelines and and we need to get them straight and and we need to help these kids they they can't everybody says well it'll be straightened out in two or three years well a senior next year doesn't have two or three years to get it straightened out we've got to straighten it out now and and get things back on track um so i i really think that uh probably the the biggest thing when i left Texas, i got tired and and i was 65 probably uh, and, and I got tired because I was in a rut. I was doing the same stuff every day. I'm, I'm amazed that you've been so successful in your business for so many years uh, because it's hard to do. It's hard to stay on top like you have. It's hard to have the same routine every day with the same people and recreate yourself and your show all the time to make it interesting to people and take them where um, they can't go by themselves. And that's what I'm trying to do. Every morning, we'll, we'll meet the players in the morning at 6.30 for our eighth day of spring practice. Every morning, it's my job to get these guys juiced up because great leaders can't have a bad day. If you want to be a great player, you can't have a bad day. you got to be focused. you got to have energy. You, you've got to um, be competitive. You, you've got to be in a position where you're, you refuse to lose. And then you want to force yourself to to do things to get better, and and uh, that's all the things in my life right now that I probably didn't think about as a a forty five year old head coach. Or we won the national championship when we were when I was fifty four. I'm not sure I appreciated all the pieces of this as much then as I do now. And I think experience is wonderful if you've got energy, and if you've still got the passion. They they. A lot of people said, I shouldn't go back into coaching because I can't relate to kids. I can relate to kids better now than ever before because I'm in a different place in my life. Yeah. I've gone where they want to go, and, and they will listen. And, and because they will listen, it it's, puts more pressure on me to make sure that I'm prepared and that I give them things that are going to help them take the next step in their life and go where they want to go because they are listening to me. And that's an awesome responsibility. 
Man, that is music. That is absolute music to my ears. You should know by now exactly what that sound represents, that that is the very best kind of notification you could ever hear. It is the sound of another sale on Shopify and the moment that another business dream has become a reality. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. It doesn't even matter what you're selling. Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. I mean anything. Succulents or stilettos. Flaky salt or fine art prints. All sorts of categories. Fashion, home and garden, health and beauty. Essentially anything. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up right now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Rome, R-O-M-E, all lowercase, Go to shopify.com slash Rome to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash R-O-M-E. Mac, I think it's fascinating. I think it's absolutely riveting. And I appreciate the compliment that you gave me about me doing this show and how it's not an easy thing to do. And I've done it a long time, but I'm going to be fully transparent with you. I also sometimes feel like I'm in that rut and I push back hard. I push back hard because I don't want to be that guy who doesn't show up a certain way. I don't want to be that guy that doesn't have a certain energy. I know there are people counting on me, people who work with me, people who work for me, the listeners. I understand all this, but still it doesn't mean that it's easy or the solution presents itself, I'm really curious. It's one thing for you to say that I'm not the same person I am now that I was when I was 40 or 45 when we won a national championship. But you just said, I'm not even the same person I was when I was 65. How are you different now than you were even at 65? Because didn't you know much of this at 65? How did you get out of that rut? I think I knew it, but I didn't realize that you you win so much. And at one time, I think we were 25 and two. And your identity gets to be winning instead of what you got in coaching to do. And that's helped mold young people. And and coaching has given me so many things, Jim, in my life. I I have relationships with people like you that I would have never had in another business. I I have uh, uh, experiences that I could have never even dreamed of. I have on Father's Day at Christmas, I have so many ex-players sending me family pictures and thank yous. And Colt McCoy texted me from the golf course the other day and said, I love you, coach, and I want you to know that. And 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 those are just wonderful things that when you're fighting to be 20, you're you're mad because you're not 27 and 0, you're 25 and 2, you get off track. And, and I, I heard Tom Landry say one time, you learn from losing. I've never been able to do that well. And I'm trying to do that better now because we're all going to lose some. And when you lose, you got to learn from it so you don't lose twice. And, and, and one game doesn't make you lose twice. But I feel like getting out, having a sabbatical as such, Jim, when I, I did TV for five years, I sat in my box for so long and – I had the same coaches. I think we lost three coaches over 16 years at Texas. And you're winning so much 
Uh, I thought it was continuity. In some ways, you don't get new and fresh ideas and new energy when you don't change coaches. So now I embrace coaching change. If a guy wants to leave, good for him. Uh, let him go. Um, we'll get some new ideas. And, and that's going to be good. And I've told the kids, I'm, I'm, my job is to find as good or better coach for you if we lose one. So if you lose your coach, don't be all sad. Let's be excited about who we're bringing in. I didn't see that um, when, when I was at Texas at the end. Um, all the things I didn't like to do that I got tired of. Um, I realize now that I'm either not going to do them or I'm going to embrace them. Uh, the media. So many coaches take the media as a burden. They're after me. They want me. I learned sitting in a, a, a chair similar to yours that the media is not after you. They got to tell, they got to uh, tell a story and, and the more inside they can get about the story, they got to tell it. And if they think you're messing something up, they're responsible to their listeners, to their readers, to tell it. So now I embrace the media. I try to help them do their job. And, and if I'm messing something up, I'm going to say it before they do, because I know it. I, I'm, I'm, I got a better view. I know exactly what I'm doing. But also at this stage, Jim, you get enough confidence that you're, you're not sitting around trying to make excuses or cover things up or you're, you're just being real. And, and I think that's a real healthy thing that probably there were some times in my coaching career that I didn't feel like I could do. I think that, Mac, it serves everybody, right, no matter what you do, regardless of walk of life, to be real, to be authentic. It takes a while to figure that out. And obviously, when we're younger, you're right, we don't really know. But it always serves as well. For the record, long before you became a member of the media, I always thought that you were great with the media. I thought you were the rare coach that understood the media. But I hear what you're saying. I'm going to go back and ask you about your staff. You've made some amazing changes with your staff. And I love this notion, Mac, that maybe before you used to pride yourself on continuity, but then you realize that continuity might breed complacency. But I just want to ask you about energy. Energy to me, especially at this point in my life, energy is everything. And I don't just mean energy like I'm upbeat, I'm energetic, I have stamina, but I just mean energy in a really general sense of the word. Like when you look at and your energy is incredible, just even talking to you right now, is that directly a result of your purpose? For instance, how much of that is rest, nutrition, you've lost weight, and then how much of that is directly from your purpose? I think that the large majority of it is my purpose. And the fact that the purpose is so important to me that I bring energy every day, that's the reason I was driven to lose the weight and get in better shape because I had energy when I was heavy and, and I got heavy over COVID and I didn't even realize that I'm a nervous eater. So uh, there were so many things going on. It was an excuse, but I can, I can eat a bunch of M&Ms and drink a diet Coke while I'm sitting and watching and, and gain weight without realizing it. Right. But now I, I see, I'm telling these kids to lose weight. So how can I not? I'm asking these kids to be in shape. <clears throat> So why not me? And I'm asking these kids every day to have an edge and bring energy. And if I don't bring it into the room at 630, when I walk in there, they're not going to have it because they're looking at me and all these coaches are looking at me and we're all responsible to each other to bring it every minute of every day. And I, I thought this, Jim, I, in, in losing my weight, they, they said, well, if you 
if you drink this artificial sugar, your mind thinks you need sugar because they think you're getting it. And, the, and the, your mind does this. And if you eat snacks at night, your mind's going to need snacks at night. And I thought, how crazy that our mind is all over the place and we really aren't in control of it unless that's a priority for us. So I started figuring out how would I try to make it where I eat less? What, what do I have to do with my mind? And then I thought, you know, this is so real for these players. How does a number 16 seed beat a number one seed? You would think it's because the number one seed didn't have their edge. Because I've always been told it's not the best player. It's whoever. It's not the best team. It's the team that plays the best on that day. And, and the basketball tournament, one and done, I mean, um, survive in advance, all that stuff is real. But it's real in football, too. One loss for us kills us. So you 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 have to be ready to play. And, and the other thing I noticed, Jim, in, in TV is so many teams aren't ready to play. How do you work year-round and can't play 12 times? Because your mind allows you to look at a team you're playing and listen to what people say about that team and think we don't have to play as well because that team's not as good as we are. And I could imagine some of these teams sitting – and waiting on their seed and or whoever their opponent is in the seed. And they say, we're a one, we're playing a 16. Oh my gosh. How cool is that? That's so good. We're, we got the first one, man. And then you look up and you're in trouble. And then you're in, in, in the late second half and, and, and pressure flips to you because you allowed it to. And that's why every day I've got everybody in our building looking at me to see if I'm ready to go, if today is important, if I've got an edge, if I'm going to be competitive, if I'm organized. And when I talk to somebody, I want to make sure that what I'm telling them helps them or I'm wasting their time. And I told the, the staff in the staff meeting today, make sure your players know we have to be on time uh, because that's disrespectful. If you tell me we're going to be on at a certain amount of a certain time and, and as busy as you are, I make you late. I'm not being respectful of your time. Doesn't mean it's rude. It's just disrespectful and disorganized on my part. So I've got an obsession to make sure I'm up at five in the morning. I don't even get to the alarm clock because I know I don't want to be late for those kids. And I know when I walk in that room every morning, they're looking at me so closely to see if the 71-year-old's tired or see if he's not organized today or, or see if I, I slip up on some of my words because I'm, I'm about half asleep. Nah, we play loud music when they walk in. Uh, we start off with a prayer every morning to make sure everybody's safe because this is a vicious sport. And then we go to work and, and, and we make sure that, uh, Everybody gives everything they've got in everything they do for that time from 6.30 in the morning till 10.15 uh, in the morning, the, the minute we finish practice. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. 
Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Tell you what, Mac, I'm hanging on every last word of this 71-year-old, if you want to look at it that way. Listen, Mac, not at a, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I really am trying to talk to you about your team. I really am trying to talk to you about your staff. But I'm also listening to what you're saying, and I'm really curious and really intrigued by so much of it. This notion of the mind. I love what you said about how the mind, you know, I, I'm like you. I do the same thing. I'll sit sometimes in prep. And I'll get some M&M's or I'll get a Diet Coke or I'll get a cup of coffee. And I also will nervously eat. And then I will hate myself for doing so. And then I'll get on my Peloton to try to ride it off. And then it becomes a vicious cycle and it's just not productive. And it all kind of comes down to the mind and what the mind associates with. You know, to me, Mac, you tell me if you feel otherwise, it's mind control. Not that I'm trying to control somebody else's mind, but I'm trying to run my mind instead of my mind running me. Is this not what we're talking about? Getting control of our mind. Jim, it's 100 percent. And that's why, in my mind, we see so many upsets. Because you, you see upsets the game before your rival game. Because you're thinking about the rival, you're not thinking about the team you're playing. You see letdowns after you accomplish something big. We we won the Coastal and beat Wake Forest last year. We were a better team than Georgia Tech. We came in here with a high-scoring offense and lost the game 21-17. Had a touchdown call back. Had a touchdown pass dropped. Because we weren't ready to play. We weren't in the right mindset to go win the, the Atlantic Coast Conference Championship instead of the Coastal because we were talking about beating Clemson and and then we lose two games in a row. And all of that to me is mind-driven. I, I just think that we as coaches have got to do a better job of making sure that regardless of what we do, we do it with passion. We do it with 100% effort and we do it every day. So our mind is conditioned to compete every minute of every day at the highest level with energy so we don't allow ourselves on a Saturday in the fall when the game may not be as exciting to fans or media that our mind says it's okay, we can relax, and that other team's hearing it, and they get the chip on their shoulder, and then you allow someone to beat you who's not as good as you. And to me, that's a cardinal sin in this business as a coach or as a player. Hmm. 
Mac, before I let you go, in terms of going from good to great, and I know that is one of the things that you really are pushing hard. We were good last year. We're trying to go from good to great. You laid out in part how you go about going from good to great. You need to win every single day. You need to win every single moment. You have to compete every single moment. But part of going from good to great has involved you upgrading your staff, which you touched on. You've brought in some enormous names, guys that have had a lot of success. Clyde Christensen has come in as a volunteer offensive analyst after spending the past four years working with Tom Brady. You brought in somebody else who I love, Mac, who I love, Freddie Kitchens. I love Freddie Kitchens. He's going to coach the tight end, so he'll be your run game coordinator. Here's my question, and it applies to some of these guys but not some of the others, and I didn't even mention everybody you brought in. Can you get them all on the field? For instance, according to current rules, analysts and quality control folks are not allowed on the field. What do you make of that rule, and what are the chances it changes when it's put to a vote next month? Jim, I think it's a very poor rule. And and number one, we're wanting to get as many great quality teachers on the field to help kids as we possibly can. Number two, young coaches now that are analysts and quality control coaches can't coach. So we're, we're not allowing um, them to learn under our tutelage on the field. Uh, when I get calls about young coaches and the guy says, can he control his own room? I said, he can't do that. They, they won't let him. Can he, have you seen him coach on the field? No, I haven't. So we're, we're stunning the growth of young coaches and we're also not allowing me to watch them coach so I can help them get promotions and, and get another job. And then the other thing, Jim, we're, there, there's cheaters in every business. A large majority of, of the, the universities are letting them coach now. So uh, it, it's not fair to the guys who are doing it right. You should never have a rule that punishes those that are going by the rule when you can't uh, legislate uh, whether the other people are not. You can't you can't catch them um, because it's happening. So when we hire a guy and he says, "Well, coach, they're doing it over here. They're doing it over here," it it doesn't matter. We're, we're not going to do it here. So Clyde can be on the field and he can make notes and and he can talk to Chip Lindsay, our offensive coordinator, but he can't he, he can't coach Drake May. And, and then that's unfortunate for Drake May. If he's going to come here and and he's coached uh, Peyton Manning and he's coached Tom Brady and Jameis Winston and Oliver Luck, let him help Tom Brady, folks, on the field. That That's what he wants to do. And, and the same thing uh, with uh, Ted Monachino that came in. He was defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Colts and defensive line coach last year for the Falcons. We need help in rushing the passer. Let him help us teach these kids how to rush the passer. And and uh, what's wrong with that? I mean, he, he's a coach. That's what he wants to do. And and it doesn't matter. You can have an unlimited number. I, I don't care if, if Alabama has 106 of them and we've got 20. Let me have the 20 I've got and I want. And, and then opposite from that, we get Freddie Kitchens, who's been the coordinator of the uh, Arizona Cardinals. He's been the, the, the coordinator at uh, – uh, the Cleveland Browns. He'd been a head coach of an NFL team. He comes in and, and gives us so much expertise. And, and these kids just look up to him so much because of his experiences. And that really helps us. And we need to get better in the red zone. And the NFL's better in, in red zone offense and defense, in my estimation, than colleges. 
uh, and they have different schemes. and And he's bringing some unique things that will really, really help us. And even the other day, our special teams coach said, "Coach Kitchens, get up. You've been a head coach. Tell our special teams what what matters to a pro team in the draft." And Freddie said, "You better be on the special teams if you want to play in the NFL because hmm. we don't have enough people." So you better find your job and you better be really good at it because unless you are a great player, special teams is going to be a huge reason whether you get on a team or not. Guys, keep yourself tight and feeling confident with new and improved Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant reformulated with 72-hour sweat and odor protection and one-quarter moisturizing cream. Stop worrying about your underarms so you can be present for the moments that matter. Do not let underarm insecurities keep you at arm's distance from the ones you care about. Buy new and improved Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant with 72-hour sweat and odor protection wherever personal care products are sold. It's such a good piece of advice. I love, love, love Freddie. I love that you brought him in. I love that he embraced the opportunity. I love everything about that. Mac, before you go, because you mentioned Drake May, there's so much to like about Drake May. But if you had to boil it down to one thing, what might his greatest attribute be or the thing that truly separates him from most of the others playing that position? Jim, I think it's his leadership and his competitive spirit. He was the youngest of four brothers. They've been beating on him since he was a little bitty and, and he had to fight to, to, I used to say he had to fight to get a chicken leg at, at dinner because those older ones were pushing him around and shoving him. And I watch him in the player's lounge. He competes in ping pong. He competes in pool and, and his leadership quality uh, is something that people just don't see and his confidence. And, and he, he's got so many intangibles. He, he anticipates the throw. He, he can find the second, third receiver quickly. He's uh, 6'5", 220 and can run. Uh, there's so many things that he can do on the field that are obvious. But but the thing, the intangibles that we don't see are, are the, the competitive spirit and the, the leadership qualities. This team absolutely loves him. And we know this is a quarterback-driven business right now. And because he's so good, it, it enables our team to feel like right now, if we'll do the things we can do, we can go from good to great because we have a guy that, that's driving this ship that's as good as anybody in the country. So, Mac, one last question, and I so appreciate this conversation. I can't tell you how much I appreciate this conversation. I know your guys have been a lot more physical this spring, maybe than in previous years. Obviously, that is by design. Why have you stepped up your hitting and physical play this spring? Jim, you look at the teams that were in the college football playoffs. You look at the teams that, that were in the, the pro football playoffs. They can all run the ball. And they can all stop the run. I, th I think the maybe 48 of the last 56 NFL teams that that won a Super Bowl were in the top 10 in, in scoring defense. And to do that, you got to stop the run. And, and we haven't gotten enough tackles for loss. We haven't gotten enough sacks. You don't get sacks unless you put quarterbacks in long yardage. They got to be second long. They got to be third and long. Right now, with analytics, people are going. Uh, on third down and eight, they're trying to get four so they can make it on fourth and four. Everybody's going for fourth down. So unless you can stop them on first down and discourage the the fourth down, somebody's going to keep the ball against you. The the other thing is we've had too many sacks. 
we, we got too reliant last year on Drake, and we could throw it so well that we quit running it. We have got to go back, and we've got to be able to run the ball. The The running game is the, the quarterback's best friend, um, and it will let us protect better. And when you've got safeties having to come up and stop the run, it just allows Drake a better chance to throw the ball all over the top. So uh, we're, we're going back to being much more physical. When we've had our best teams, we've been very balanced. The national championship game, we were – I think we're 250 running, 250 passing. Uh, we're going to go back and be more like that. And and the kids are responding to that as well. Mac, I'd be remiss. No. It's not even that I'd be remiss. I have to ask you this. I need to know this. And this comes from the soul because I've been doing a lot of soul searching. You said to me earlier that you've never been happier than you are at age 71. I've been on a personal mission, and some days are better than others in pursuit of this mission. I need to know this from you, from me to you, friend to friend. We've known each other a long, long time. Do you feel in your heart of hearts that you are a better coach at 71 than you've ever been before? And there's a reason why I ask you that question, but I really am curious. In fact, I need to know the answer. Do you feel that that's the case? Jim, I am by far the best coach I've ever been because I've got the most experience I've ever had, obviously. But you combine that with uh, the love of the game, the love of these players and coaches and the passion that I've got right now. Um, I feel better about what we're doing right now than ever before. I told a recruit and his parents on, on Sunday when they were here, everything right now is as good as it can be in this program. I just want to win all the games. My God. And we need to win more games. Everything else, there's not one thing in this program I would change right now, except I want to win all the games. My man, Mac, I have such profound appreciation and respect for the relationship and our friendship. And I just need to tell you, I admire you so much because this is the type of thing that I'm looking for. I put it on the record, Mac. I want to make sure that my next 25 years are my best 25 years and that my best and most creative work is in front of me and not behind me. And you embody this. You are living this. You are proof that this can in fact be done. So I thank you. I appreciate you. And I really, really appreciate the time that you just shared with us, Mac. Thank you so much for that. Thank you, Jim. I love and appreciate you, and I respect so much what you've done for so many for so long, and and we love listening to you. And, and man, that's the other thing. I I never really felt appreciated. I think I, nothing was ever good enough. I had to do better. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know what? You do the best you can do, and 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 then you just keep trying to improve on that. But you you need to appreciate what you've accomplished because you you're you're the best and you've done it for so many years at such a high level. And I'm one that's saying, being your friend and knowing you, there's a lot of good years left and I can't wait to hear it. Mac, I appreciate you so much. It means the absolute world to me. And I love and respect you as well, Mac. And I'm very honored that we are such good friends. Mac, thanks so much. Have a great, great week. I know I'll run you down before the end of the season, but so good to plug in and get caught up, Mac. Thank you so much for that. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me on. I only hope that all of you enjoyed that one as much as I did. So my thanks to Mac for carving out some extended time to show up on the pod the way he just did. I'm not surprised, but I'm really grateful for it. 
And that's the very reason why we have this original side hustle. So we can have long form premium content and give the guests the kind of runway in real estate that they need to do exactly what Mac just did. Conversations like this one are the reason why we started this podcast in the first place. If you're interested in more of the same, there are over 260 episodes that are already banked and waiting for you, and every last one of them holds up. So if you could take just one second and subscribe, you will be the first one to know when the next episode goes live. You don't have to go looking for it. It will find you every single time as long as you hit that subscribe button once. So do that, and I know you won't regret it. And I will catch you next week for episode 262 right here on the Jim Rohn Podcast. Thanks so much for listening.